Take a, why did you just take off your shirt? My contract says I have to every 10 minutes of screen time. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. Uh, yeah. What is it that we do in this podcast? Well, Brennan, this podcast is all about a horror expert, which is you. Oh, I remember. And a horror novice, who is me. Great. Watching movies. Now, these are movies that you show me because you know all about movies. And I, I know very little. And I've refused to learn along the process, <laughs> which is why I'm still a novice. You're a really static character, much like a character in a parody movie, perchance. I don't know. The movie that we saw had a lot of character depth and changes, and mm-hmm. they evolved. Lots of arcs. Making them three-dimensional characters, You're, which is a term a I really learned from Shannon. <laughs> Great. Okay, so we will be talking about our third horror parody of the month. Uh, I can't believe it's already three weeks into January. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, we're going to be discussing Vampires Suck. But first, let's do some 10-word reviews of movies we've watched in the past week. All right, Brennan. So without further ado, I will go first. Great. The Polar Bears. Yeah, as promised, we did watch the seven-minute Coca-Cola Polar Bear short film. Did we promise that? We talked about it in the end of the previous episode, which I'm fairly certain nobody listened to because we rambled on for like six minutes. All right, so the Polar Bears. Uh, Three baby bears, two parent bears, one boring story. (gasps) And my review was surprisingly sweet, not unlike a Coke. I want to dance. Okay. Because the little baby bear dances with all the like puffins. I remember. Oh, that was fun. It was really cute. Should have been a movie about about puffins. I was like, I want to buy a Coke and share it with Army Hammer. And a puffin. Sure. All right. So, the mountain between us. Sometimes the mountain between us is metaphorical and literal. (laughs) That's pretty good. And my review is not quite bad enough to be noteworthy, but still amusing perfect oh god that scene at the end where it just cuts between two extreme awkward close-ups of both of them for minutes wonderful yes it was that movie goes on for much longer than it needs to we should review it for may for the podcast no but but it's from last year it's old news you know okay all right so the last movie the most important movie babe of all time a storybook unfolds and so does my heart you looked at mine. What do you mean? Mine is a storybook comes to life, and so does my heart. And you stole it. I'm sorry. Whatever. Babe is the best. I was so trepidatious going into Babe. I was like, I don't like movies about animals. I vaguely remember seeing it as a kid, and I have no memory of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, ugh. Sergio's weirdly obsessed with Babe now, and he really wants to watch it. And then I watched it, and I was like, I get it, man. This is wonderful. <laughs> See, you let the love into your heart. I did, and I shouldn't have doubted George Miller. <laughs> you really shouldn't have. Anyway. When has he led you wrong? Uh, honestly, the original Mad Max. Not a huge fan. But what about Fury Road? Fury Road is great. See? What about Babe? Babe is great. Two for three. What I about mean, whatever Ma- else he's done. Road Warrior is great. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, I enjoy three about to four. 80% of what? Four to five. I'm just saying, like, his his filmography oh, yeah, is yeah. top notch. Um. I've never seen either of the Happy Feet movies. What about Bay Pig in the City? Bay Pig in the City, I very greatly enjoyed as well. You, he did Happy Feet. Yeah, he did Happy Feet one and two. He, he has he's a, a yeah, he's eclectic. Yeah. All right. Well, we, I guess that's next up to watch. 
Anyway, we are talking about Vampires Suck and not George Miller's extended filmography, including the segment of the Twilight Zone movie he directed. (laughs) Um, But here is the synopsis off the back of the Vampires Suck DVD. Sink your teeth into Vampires Suck, the hysterically funny spoof filled with outrageous humor and bloody good fun. Becca, an angst-ridden teenager at a new high school, finds herself torn between two supernatural suitors, a moody vampire and an extremely hairy werewolf. From two of the comedy masterminds... Ooh, okay, I'm not gonna... I'm not even... This is... I feel like calling them comedy masterminds is libel. <laughs> um, who wrote Scary Movie and co-starring Ken Jong from The Hangover. This laugh-out-loud comedy will leave you howling for more. Ken Jong was, like, in one scene, wasn't he? He was in two scenes, and I think he was naked in one... He was definitely naked in one, possibly both of them. Okay. Um, I mean... Ken Jong really did make an impression in The Hangover. The Hangover, those two scenes are responsible for his whole career. Oh, I remember. And, I mean, he was good on Community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved him as, um, I don't remember his name. Do you remember his name? In what? Community. Oh, no, it's Senor uh, Chang. Senor Chang. Yeah, yeah. The, the Spanish teacher. Oh, he was great. He was really good in that show. It's so intense. That show really gave him a platform to showcase what he's capable of. Yeah, kind of it's, more than The Hangover did. Because The Hangover is just shock value. All right. So, yeah. So, I love um, this movie. Great. Vampires suck. Yes. Vampires suck. I thought we were still talking about The Hangover. Oh, whoops. No. Uh, do you wish we were talking about The Hangover? No, because in reality, I didn't really like it. You didn't like The Hangover? Not as much as everybody else in America did. That's fair. Um basically it's an it's another excuse for um boring white men to quote things that don't really deserve quoting like i'm a one-man wolf pack like okay mm-hmm. it's uh, it's over it's done mm-hmm. like it was funny oh, man, in I 2008 remember. no i just remember that summer how everybody my was wife talking. oh not the wife thing that was not Borat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, no, everybody belonged to the wolf pack. Suddenly everybody was referring to their crew uh, as a wolf pack. Yeah, and then everyone had that t-shirt with the baby on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that baby shirt. And more than anything, it's like if a movie causes literally everyone in America to refer to their friend group as a wolf pack, it's not really a wolf crap, uh, wolf, <laughs> a wolf pack. It's really a pack full of sheep. No, but Mic drop. Honestly... <laughs> I mean, that was good. I got to stop and acknowledge that. But honestly, we really should acknowledge The Hangover's influence over modern comedy in that every R-rated comedy movie now has to have exactly one shot of a penis. Um, So thank you, The Hangover, for your contributions to the broader culture, I guess. Yeah, and so if you're listening Hollywood, um, seeing as how one penis has become the standard, we now need multiple penises in movies. Yes, so, the penises must unite into a roaring crowd of many peni. So, John Apatow, um, give us a female comedy that has two different penises. Maybe they touch, maybe they don't. <laughs> okay. Um, I like how you want a female-led comedy that has multiple penises in starring roles. It's like, I think that's just regular Hollywood. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. Anyway, what are we talking about? Vampires suck. Okay. Vampires suck. Um, from the quotations comedy masterminds aaron seltzer and the other one yeah wow like all of the episodes this month we are not staying on task let's skip past the scariness rating one (laughs) okay yeah one yeah we rate all movies out of five on scariness campiness fx and quality but let's go with campiness and or funniness what would you rate this movie two yeah me too um 
again, it has that time capsule quality that I find very amusing, not amusing, but interesting to watch. And it reminds me of like, oh, I was in high school. Taylor Swift used to not be annoying. Yeah. um, Taylor Swift did her her thing with the guitar. That was her big deal. And then um, Lady Gaga, she got a shout out. Old Gaga. Yeah. OG Gaga. I miss her. So much. she up to? She's on Venus somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? Those iPods. IPods oh yeah, another movie? yet another iPod joke that doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's jokes about the Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, jokes about Dear John and the Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. All things that nobody either talks about. We're on. We've moved on. We're on to Florabama Shore now. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that a thing? Yeah, that that's a real thing. Oh. That's not just the SNL joke about it. Florabama Shore. Yeah. Does Alabama border Florida? I don't know. Isn't, doesn't like South Carolina separate them? It's none of my business. That's the name of the thing. Okay, it's just sorry. Geography wise, I think that's just a little problematic. Maybe. Okay, I think the show's probably a lot problematic. So join the line. Okay. Um, I've never seen it. Maybe it's great. I've the only things I've heard are great. Okay. I promise. <laughs> um, also, and the Jonas Brothers are now DNCE, uh, movie star Nick Jonas, and the other one. The one who's married. Yeah, he got all boring. Yeah. Um, anyway. No, that's fun. There's a lot of, you know, obvious bad parody humor. Like, there's a random joke of Edward's, like, I'm a killer. And then he shoots a gun in the woods. And then he hits Alice in Wonderland, who's climbing into a hole. It makes no sense. Why is she there? She's not in a vampire movie. I don't even remember that joke. Yeah, because it wasn't good. And it just slips trippingly out of the brain. There's a lot of things that, you know, could be funny if they were done right. I mean, that's true of anything. Anything could be funny if it's uh-huh. done right. Um, but, like, when we first meet Bella, she comes out with this huge succulent. Oh, oh, oh. Like, which I guess is a reminder of Nevada. Yes. There's actually a lot of, like, shot-for-shot comedy based on Twilight. You definitely have to be familiar with the property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do not care if you don't know what they're making fun of. Yeah. I was greatly amused by the succulent, though, because it's the biggest thing, and it's only in one shot. It's huge, <laughs> and they never bring it out again, which is sad. Those poor props people had to make that giant cactus for three seconds of film. Oh, man. I, I'm i a little embarrassed by how much I laughed at that giant succulent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically, look, the, the humor here, let me give you an example of what we're dealing with. Um before the movie even started, when I put in our DVD, which used to be a blockbuster rental DVD and thus had about 18,000 hours of trailers before it, three of the trailers were for separate Family Guy properties. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the like level of audience they expected for this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there was definitely some stuff that made me laugh. Um, there's a... There's a part where um, Bella's friend who secretly hates her throws a champagne bottle at her head Mm -hmm. that I was kind of into. One thing that I thought was funny was they were walking by the movie theater. Like, they had just come out of seeing Breaking Dawn, I think. Yeah. Um, Which is weird because this is like a shot-for-shot remake of Twilight, so you'd think they would have done that one instead of the other one. Yeah, well, it's Twilight mixed with New Moon, 
But I think it was coming out shortly before Breaking Dawn Part 1, so it was, like, kind of in the lead-up to that. Okay. Um, And then, like, they're talking about the ending of the movie, and it's like, I can't believe she does this with this, and then this happens. Isn't it Uh crazy? And then, like, they basically spoil the movie as they're coming out, and the next audience is waiting to see it. And she just starts swearing. <laughs> oh yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like there, there's some okay stuff in this, and I the cast obviously no cast can be as good as Scary Movie Four if Anna Ferris is not there. Mm-hmm. But this cast was much more game for the material than say Shriek. If you know what I did last Friday the Thirteenth, I thought most of them were at least aware of the jokes they were making mm-hmm. which is more than i can say for some of that cast mm-hmm. from last week do you disagree um i think because this movie has the benefit of coming out later than the other one did this is a like, movie like the craft of acting progressed further in those 10 years yeah in pair in terms of parody making like this one followed a long line of of successful parodies so they were able to i wouldn't like, i wouldn't say that Long line, yes. Successful, no. Moderately successful. Successful for that type of film. Okay. So you're saying they just really honed their craft. Yes. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm just so baffled by what you just said. Um, <laughs> like there is, You don't understand it or you just disagree with it? I just strongly. disagree with it so profoundly. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I think that the the thing that makes this one stand out among the noise of superhero movie and epic movie and Meet the Spartans and things like that is that it really is focused on one specific property. There are those random pop culture jokes, but it is 100% a Twilight parody. And mm-hmm. just by dint of that, like kind of incidentally, it is a much more focused and specific parody and that's the kind of thing that i enjoy more than the general pop culture throw everything at the wall and see what sticks Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. so kind of inherently it is a little better than the other ones and i think the cast is decent i think um what's her name i'm looking it up right now Uh, the girl who played bella yeah jen prosky who's also a cinematographer apparently good for her women behind the camera let's go all right um pay those bills I think her impression of Kristen Stewart as Bella Swan is spot on. With all the with all the ticks and the muttering and the putting a hair behind mm-hmm. her ear. Mm-hmm. What? You're giving me a look. I think it's easier to play a prop of a person. Okay, I'm not look, I'm not saying it's hard, but she did a good job. Okay, okay, okay. you're right, you're right, you're right. Look, look, the people at McDonald's who just have to take something out of the freezer and put it on a hot surface for twenty seconds. Like that's not hard, but you appreciate their work because then you have to you get to eat it. Okay, good. I was like, don't go knocking McDonald's food now. No, that's what I'm saying. Like things don't have to be challenging to be rewarding. Okay. And I think the impression is perfect. Although they could have just hired Amber Heard and she wouldn't have had to try at all because she is the exact same person as Kristen Stewart. <laughs> is Kristen Stewart's character? No, it's just they're impossible to tell apart. At least in their early work. Mm-hmm. I look any anyone. Just, I dare you to watch the movie All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, which was a really early Amber Heard slasher movie that got put on the shelf for five years. Um, watch that movie and tell me she's not exactly Kristen Stewart in Twilight in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. Um, anyway, I got distracted again. What was a joke that you liked? Another one. Is there anything else? Another joke. Oh, my favorite joke that I remember okay. is the one with the Cheetos. 
where it's like oh, the boy. three vampires, uh, the villains, I guess. Um, yeah, they're the you know the hot blonde one, the hot African American one, and Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, they find this like fisherman, and they're gonna eat him because he's human and they're hungry. Yeah. He's like, I'm hungry. Do you know what I want? And he busts out like a bag of Cheetos. And he's like, oh, you're all right with me, man. Like, I can dig this. Uh, I just love Cheetos. Let's go get some Cheetos now. No, no one should ever eat Cheetos. Do you not like Cheetos? No. What about like the puffs? Why would that change things? The puffs Aren't are Aren't they fun. puffy already? No, there's the ones that are hard that look like a little tiny turd. And uh-huh. there's the puffs that are like okay. an inflated turd. Well, I find Cheetos very punishing to eat. They don't, they're, it's not a satisfying mouthfeel, and also it's disgusting. <laughs> Whatever, loser. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to come down so hard on Cheetos, but I really don't like Cheetos. Okay. Um, anyway, I just, I found it occasionally clever. There was some attempts at meta humor that worked okay. Um, there was one joke that very neatly cracked into exactly what Twilight is about, where Bella's trying to have sex with him, and he's like, I'm resisting the urge to eat you. Mm-hmm. Because um, Edward's lust for her blood is such a transparent metaphor for like virginity and things like that. Yep. Um, I don't know. I just thought, I thought it was interesting. I, oh, I thought you were talking about the joke where she then explains it like, uh, oh, the reason why this works so well is because girls are... What, the vampire thing with Stephanie Myers, she quotes the tweet. Oh yeah. Oh, they brought out Twitter as a just a random reference, and it did not work. Twitter was so new though, and everyone was so excited. Yeah, we all don't. We weren't. We weren't afraid of Twitter yet. <laughs> in two thousand eight, there was a Obama mask involved in this. That that makes no sense. We're just talking about presidents. That's yeah. what that was my connection. Um, but yeah. So no, there were occasionally clever things. There was a terrible cameo from Buffy the Vampire Slayer wearing a T-shirt that says Buffy on it, just in case you were wondering. You know, I as thought, she did in the show. I thought the actress did a good job. You mean the actress who was clearly like forty years old and did not attempt to do an impression of any kind? First off, Sarah Michelle Gellar is like now forty. So don't be ageist. She in wasn't Hollywood. at the time. And then, like, the point m- the microphone in your mouth. And then Buffy was always about Buffy. Like, literally, the show announced her because it was called Buffy. Don't so defend that lame ass joke I'm just because it. I didn't like it. I'm defending it. And it just you're going down with this ship. I don't care. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you sink. Keep going. All right, fine. I'm. I'm done. Okay. You proved your point. What's your effects score for this movie? Mm, three. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I'm sticking with it too, but the effects were actually... They weren't bad. Yeah, it was surprisingly gory. It was way gorier than Twilight was. I don't know if we, I would say gory, but I would definitely say like... it. It's obvious you're watching a film, okay? But I mean, it didn't look uh, like terrible. Like There wasn't very awful CGI going on. Uh-huh. At no point did you see like a boom mic in the frame. It was all very well done and very is, well edited. These are low standards by which we grade these movies. Mm. But no, I mean, like, um, there's a scene with the car crash where he uses her Asian friend to block the car and he looks down at his arm and it's all mangled and it was actually pretty gross. Like it was a little fake looking, but I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting to be grossed out during this movie in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you expect to be grossed out with some sort of fart joke of some kind, uh-huh. but not with actual like blood and guts. Uh-huh. 
And then there was that one scene where Jacob like calls his wolf pack. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then like they bust, they come out, and they're like, "Oh God, the wolves are gonna tear him apart." Uh-huh. And they do a little rendition of Raining Man, like an homage to the village people, you uh-huh. know, gay history. Um, um, you know, they did not do it's Raining Men, right? Was it, was it Raining Men? No, it's Raining Men was the Weather Girls. No, but the people. Oh, in the they movie. were dancing like the village people. Uh huh. Okay. All right, but the the song was Raining Men, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's not the village people. No, I know, but I mean, like, the the routine and the thing and the fact I guess they were so. all fruitless. Sure. Okay, fine. You, I don't you know. disagree? No, I honestly, I don't know that much about the village people. Are they still alive? I think some of them might the be. The people? <laughs> I don't know. Um. Anyway. Hit me up. Hey, village people, <laughs> send us an email at scream101podcast at gmail.com. I would love to have all of you on the show collectively. Okay. Anyway, um, and then eventually, after they're done with the routine, they do indeed attack the guy and tear him apart into pieces. And you just see chunks oh, yeah, bloody of arms flesh and... flying everywhere. And it was all very well done. It was seamless transition to transition. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, and there was this oh, dumb scene where she rips her dad's mustache off. And the after effect of that was super gross. Like, because she took some flesh with it as she mm-hmm. ripped the mustache, and there's just this, like, red flesh patch on uh, on his upper lip. Mm-hmm. It's really disgusting. Yeah. So, like, they actually tried something. I was like, all right, good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was good from the effects from the movie? I liked it when Jacob turned into a little chihuahua. Okay. I liked it when he spawned some teats. Yeah, did you like his row of teats up and down his chest? That was too real, too gross. That was I disgusting. Was nauseous as a result. Anyway, uh, what was your overall quality score for this movie? Two and a half. Okay, honestly, that's where I would land if I did give half scores. But instead, knowing full well the movie doesn't deserve it, I'm going to give it a three. Wow. <laughs> Only because I enjoyed it better than the previous two, and not because it deserves it at all. You enjoyed it more than Scary Movie 4? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, it's not good. Honestly, this one I just have much more like fondness and nostalgia for, and that is fully a because it reminds you of high school. Yeah, it's a nostalgia vote more than like a quality vote for sure. Okay. Um, and it totally deserves it too. But I enjoyed watching it again. Yeah, I can see that. Um, my overall score is based upon the fact that it just wasn't really that good. Um, no, I mean none of these movies are. Yeah. Um. None of these movies are good, but sometimes they have more hits than misses. And this one definitely throws a lot of paint at the wall. And, you know, as big as the wall is, the paint doesn't land. And it's just, Uh it's terrible. Yeah, and there's definitely some stuff that's not even trying to land jokes. It's just kind of like running through scenes. And you're like, why am I watching plot in this movie? Yeah, to me, it seems like an experiment where the writers were like, we're going to try just a bunch of things and see if they're funny. And then if they're not, we can just not edit the mountain posts because no one's going to care. Uh-huh. And I think that's what ultimately gave this movie such a poor score. Okay. Um, I I will say, in closing, that the sets are really good. Like, they're... Do you know if they filmed on scene or on Like, in the original Twilight locations? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I assume not, but what... Maybe not the original Twilight locations, but, like, the Pacific Northwest. Or Canada, (laughs) which is the Pacific Northwest. I don't know. But whatever they managed to find was a very... Like, it very much evoked what watching Twilight felt like. Mm -hmm. And, like, visually, they did a really good job of bringing Twilight back to life in Mm -hmm. the, like, 10-cent Walmart form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. Um, It's very desaturated. 
Edward is certainly very pale. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of trees everywhere, which is what I think of now when I think of Oregon. Uh, I mean, I was talking more in terms of like sets and costuming and like they really thoroughly put themselves back in that world. All right. Well, um, but the rest was like that as well. Okay. Um, Yeah. No, I, I just think that it is a little more fun to watch these characters do their stupid, dumb, not funny things when it does feel like it's taking place in that wholly realized world of a different movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was fun. Right. So, anyway. Brennan, this is our third review for our third movie. Okay. What do you expect for our fourth movie? See, our fourth movie I have absolutely never seen and I have no reference point for. Um, because You know, I'm just going to tell you what we're watching next week. We're going to be watching the 1990 film Repossessed, which is a parody of The Exorcist starring Leslie Nielsen and Linda Blair. Oh, wow. Does she reprise her role? I do believe she does. Ooh. Um, but but she's like 15 years older. <laughs> um, so 17 years older, actually. She's fully an adult in this movie, and mm-hmm. I think she's still playing that character. Um, but we'll find out. I Honestly, this is the only one that's not really in the vein of the scary movie format. Um. So I do think it's going to be different, but it is definitely in the vein of the airplane format. Like it's from all the movies that sprung up after that, like the naked gun and top secret and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's still going to have that Zucker and Zucker throwing everything at the wall, plenty of visual gag stuff. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's going to be kind of fundamentally different from what we've been watching the past three weeks. So this will be our second movie with Leslie Nielsen, won't it? Yeah, he was in Scary Movie 4 as the president. You think it'll be the best movie we've seen or the worst? Um, I hope it's the best, but I sincerely doubt it. All right. Um, but we'll see. I think it'll be somewhere in the middle. That's fair. That's a very fair place to put it. It's a very diplomatic way of thinking, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you next week for Repossessed. But until then, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars, please. Um, email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com if you're the village people. If not, you can still email us, but we'll be less excited to receive. You know what? I'll be excited to receive any message. I'm not going to pretend. Um, yeah, you really are. He announces it when we get a new one. He's like, stop the presses. What do you mean we have no presses? Let's get some presses and then stop them. And then he tells me what it is. Yeah, and then you're like, who cares? And I'm like, your, your partner on this podcast, you should care. I'm really just dead away. Yeah, basically. Our theme song <laughs> is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo off their album Autumnal Park. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week. Yeah. If I could do this podcast just talking to myself, I would. But you can't. Because they haven't invented holographic co-hosts yet. Also, I feel like you are way more charismatic than I am, so we need you. Yay! (laughs) Um, All right, everybody. Yeah, that's it. Stay tuned for next. I'm just going to keep saying stay tuned. I need you to like... Okay, good luck on your journey, everyone. And stay gold. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. In fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out into a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. 
enjoy at podpeople.me. That was that was really fun and not awkward at all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>